Hey there, this is Rich, or as some of you might know me, the Rich B. And I am super excited to be recording this solo podcast. While I miss my friends, John and Matt, every once in a while, you just got to go it alone. Super excited to be here with you. And I want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart. I love quotes. I'm a big quote guy. And there's a great quote by Mahatma Gandhi. You've probably heard this before. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. There's a lot of power in that quote. I mean, this comes from one of the greatest men who have ever walked this earth. I'm a big proponent on self-improvement. And if I've learned one thing, self-improvement is not something that just has to do with, you know, reading a book and coming up with some morning ritual. I always love, I don't know why, because maybe I watched it one time, but you know, I always get on my YouTube channel, um, all these guys with these like morning rituals. It's all these fitness people. And it's great. I mean, some of the stuff is awesome as a matter of fact, you know, but it usually boils down to the same thing. You know, they take a cold shower, you know, because they've learned this from, you know, the Wilm Hof method. So they, they take an ice cold shower. We know John does that, right? They take a cold shower They drink some type of beverage. Usually it's something, it's like kava or coffee or kavacha or chai tea or who knows what, right? And then they do meditation, they journal, they pray, and then they go work out. All excellent. And as a matter of fact, especially when you read any kind of stuff on high performers, there's three things that a lot of high performers do. One is journaling, two is some form of meditation or prayer, and three is some sort of physical movement. So those things are great. So I love that. But a lot of times people will try to distill self-improvement down to these like ritualistic things. Um, I heard um, a, a gentleman on on social media talk about this and he says, sometimes what ends up happening is that a lot of times our, 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 our rituals become superstitions, right? So, you know, you start to think if I don't have a cold shower, my day is going to be garbage. If I don't drink my bulletproof coffee, then I'm going to be a mess. If I don't take my probiotics, my gut biome is going to be off. And while that may be true, there are some pretty high performing people that don't do any of that stuff. There are some people that don't wake up at 4.30 in the morning to work out. There are some people that don't drink coffee. God knows who they are. But there are some people that do that. But then what, what are, what's like the core of having a better life, having a better day? And, and so I've journaled quite a bit. I've got dozens of journals. So before doing this, I just randomly went into a, a box that I have in my closet and I literally reached in and just grabbed four journals. They're not in any kind of chronological order. Um, some of them, one of them just happened to be a recent one and one of them was from 2016. One of them was 2012. And one of them was like during the pandemic when I journaled about 37 pages a day to try to keep myself sane. And I just really quickly kind of went through there because I feel like I've accomplished a, a good amount of things. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the things that I've accomplished. I'm not necessarily where I want to be, and I'm not necessarily at the height of where I want to be, but I've, I've accomplished a lot of things. You know, I've, I've written three books. I'm working on a fourth book right now. Um, the social media stuff has been fun. That was kind of an accidental accomplishment, but having that reach has been awesome. As a speaker, I've been able to speak in front of 
I don't know if it's in the hundreds of thousands, but it's certainly in the higher tens of thousands of people. I've spoken in every single state in the United States, except for Alaska. I've spoken all through Canada. I've been able to meet a lot of people. And also as a nurse, um, I certainly feel like I've been able to make a difference there in my life. So I feel pretty good at talking about some aspects of self-improvement. I have a, a a hoodie that I wear that says work in progress. And whenever anybody laughs and says, oh, I like your hoodie, work in progress, I always like to say, well, I'm more work than I am progress, but aren't we all? Here's what I found from several years of looking through journals, what I'm working on right now as we speak, and what I'd love for you to think about. How to get better, how to be great, how to achieve greatness, how to self-improve. What I love about greatness is I've distilled it down to maybe three things. This is kind of a little snarky, but I think it comes down to great thinking, I think great words, great actions, and grateful. Now, obviously, grateful is a different type of great. It's spelled differently. But if you do the play on words, grateful means full of great. That's how I think of it. So let's kind of start with thoughts. You know, when you hear this quote from from Mahatma Gandhi, your beliefs become your thoughts. I'd ask you to stop and take a moment. What do you believe? What are some of the things that you believe to be true to your core. They are your convictions, if you will. Your convictions are not your opinions. Your convictions are not things that may or may not, you know, work or do. these are things that, 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 that you believe. Like a, 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 an opinion would be the color purple is the greatest color of all colors. That, that's an opinion. A conviction would be that kindness is what I choose to um, experience every day or put out in the world every day. This is to your core or my conviction is that God is at the center of my life, or my conviction is that my family comes first, whatever it is. So start with that, your beliefs, your convictions. You can't really achieve great things or move through life achieving great things if you don't know what your beliefs are. And you know, it's interesting. I've actually sat with a group of leaders one time, and it was about 12 people. They're they were probably the most educated group. I think the lowest, you know, college grade in that in that room or college uh, uh, academic achievement in that room or degree was a master's. The highest was one of them had two doctorate degrees, right? So you've got very intellectual, very learned people in the room. Number one, number two, I'd say the combined years of experience and leadership was probably two hundred years, <laughs> if not more. And I remember they were talking about trying to move their organization to quote greatness. That was their their goal. So I stopped and I asked each one of them, what's your conviction? What's your deepest held conviction? What do you truly believe in? And I got to tell you, it was the longest pause as I take a sip of water. It was the longest pause that we had throughout the two hours that we talked. They, they were kind of looking at each other. And I said, well, I turned to one. I said, what's something that you hold into your core that you truly believe in your core to be true? What is a conviction? And it took her like a few minutes and she said, we should be honest. So I, you know, I wrote down honesty. And then as we moved through the conversation, we talked about honesty and integrity and hard work and resilience and passion and spiritual strength. And we started talking about these things. So this is for you. What's your convictions? What, what would you say? There's, there doesn't have to be a number. Everybody likes to make a top 10 list, but it could be your top three convictions or your top two convictions or your top five convictions, whatever it is. But what's something that you hold as a conviction? You believe this to the core of yourself. This is a true core belief of yours. 
according to Mahatma Gandhi, your beliefs become your thoughts. So what you truly believe to be true is then how you think. And sometimes we allow some of our convictions to skew to the negative, right? Like some people have a conviction that everyone's out to get them or money is the root of all evil or, you know, uh, you know, the, the world's a bad place or those kinds of things. So check yourself with that. Are you skewing yourself towards negative beliefs, negative convictions? So I, I'd ask you, obviously, if you're driving right now, don't do this now, but if when you get to a place where you're still, or if you're somewhere where you can sit, pause this podcast, or even as I'm talking, maybe get out a pen and a paper and write down a few things that you hold to believe to be your core beliefs, your core convictions, things that you truly hold into the center of your being. If if I grab my journal and, and, I, and I look, because the other day I was writing down, I like to write and rewrite my goals. And one of the things I wrote down was, um, my conviction is to be kinder to everyone and to start with those who are closest to me. You know, they always say, say we, the, the, the old expression, we always hurt the people that are closest to us, or you always hurt the people you love the most. I, just because it's a saying doesn't mean it has to be true. <laughs> just because people say it doesn't mean it has to be true. You can change that. And I stopped and I thought, you know, am I kind? Am I kind to my children? Am I kind to my wife? So for you, are you kind to those that are closest to you, your your roommates, your significant others, your your children, whoever, your family? So I stopped and I thought about that. That's a conviction to me. Kindness is a conviction in my heart. So that's where you start. So you start then framing your thoughts around your convictions or your beliefs, right? So, so let's start with that. And just hypothetically, let's say um, mine is kindness. So then I frame my thoughts today so that I think about kindness. I, I will, you know, achieve kindness or put kindness out in the world um, with what I do today. So when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to make sure to smile at, at the person bagging my groceries, or I'm going to make sure I make eye contact with the cashier and say, thank you so much, you know, or if I ask for some help at the deli, I say, Hey man, I really appreciate how clean you guys keep this deli. It's, it's always a pleasure. You all are always so customer service friendly, something along those lines. That's kind of how my thoughts are framed. So then your thoughts become your words, right? So if I'm thinking kindness, then I'm going to express that through through my words. And then they become my actions. So I'm I'm putting out actions of kindness. I'm making that eye contact or I'm 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 you know saying thank you to the to the Chipotle for scraping off the the onions on top of or, or or the lettuce that fell on top of the guacamole, making sure that I get a good solid scoop of guacamole. Don't you love that? For those of you that go to Chipotle, if you if you even like guacamole a little bit, don't you love when you say guacamole and you get that generous scooper? Because there's the person that just like it's as if they get a, a dime out of every ounce of Chipotle they serve taken out of their paycheck. And then there's those that are just like they don't Chipotle, I love you. That those people that just take that gigantic scoop and just give you that big one. But you know what? Say hey, man. Thank you so much for like hooking me up with that extra level of, of guacamole. And then if you think about it, your actions become your habits. So if you habituate something that you want to think about, that you want to create in your life, that's great. And then your habits become your values, your values become your destiny. So what you do on a regular basis then sort of turns into like your values. It's kind of how you live your life and that moves you forward. You can use that for, for wealth. You know, what are your thoughts or what are your um, beliefs around wealth or prosperity, if you will. I always like prosperity better than 
than wealth. I just think that it's a different level prosperity, you know, uh, when you prosper, when you have prosperity in your life. So how do you think about prosperity? What are the words that you use around prosperity? Because then that's going to turn into your actions. If you believe like, oh, you know, another day, another dime, you know, look at how much they're taking out of my paycheck in in taxes. You know, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, just a, you know, redheaded stepchild in the basement. They don't care about me in this department. You know, if, if that's how you think about your workplace and that's what's going to happen. So I'm very careful. And this is something that I started doing a lot in the last couple of years. I catch myself in thoughts. Now I was not raised to be positive. I was not raised with, you know, affirming words like rich, you're so great. And you're going to do great things. If anything, you know, unfortunately I had some tough parents and thank goodness I, don't, I wouldn't change a thing, but there were some parts of my upbringing. Maybe you, you could relate to this where there were some pretty tough words where, where things were kind of, you know, said to me that maybe weren't supportive. And I was told I wasn't smart. And I, you know, I remember, I remember my mom in particular who I love, she passed away recently and I hold no, all is forgiven and I love her with all my heart. But I remember when I was a little kid, she said to me, you don't understand the value of money and you never will. Now you say that to a four or five-year-old, um, six-year-old, seven-year-old moving forward. And if it's said to you on a regular basis, that starts to become a core belief. So I know into my adult years, I struggled with thinking, you know, I'm a dummy with money and I don't know anything about it. And I'm never going to make more than this month, you know, this amount of month and this amount of year. And and I'm always just going to live paycheck to paycheck. And I remember thinking that, especially when I was younger, Um, you know, I have kind of a compelling story that I shared on social media. It was actually the post that got the most views. And I was homeless for a, a number of months when I was, I don't know, probably like 1920. Sometimes I'm, I'm vague on the years, but for a number of months and I was working three jobs and I remember there was, I got, I got some hateful comments like, how could you be homeless working three jobs? Uh, trust me, especially in New York city in 1986, it was very possible. I was a waiter. Um, I worked as a personal trainer and a gym manager and I wasn't making a lot of money and I needed to save money to be able to get a down payment on an apartment, like the first and last month's rent. And um, I was I had a place to stay in the meantime that fell through. So I ended up sleeping on the train. And then at some point after a number of months, sleeping in the gym. And then there was a, a gym patron, a member of the gym who was, who was like a big sister to me, who allowed me to stay at her place rent-free while I saved the money. And I, I repaid her by, you know, cleaning and doing laundry and, you know, getting her car, washing her car and doing whatever. She was just, you know, honestly, it was a totally platonic friendship, like a big sister to me, but basically saved my life. But a lot of where I fell into at that time was that negative mindset. And then I started thinking differently. I started speaking to myself in different ways. And okay, so affirmations, they sometimes, you know, they get a wishy-washy kind of response. Some people believe affirmations are amazingly powerful things. And some people think they're kind of that silly, you know, that, that dude on social, uh, on Saturday Night Live, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Here's the problem with affirmations. If you say words that you truly don't believe, they are just words that you truly don't believe. If I say, I am going to fly like Superman, I am going to fly like Superman, I am going to go outside and fly up into the sky like Superman. Honestly, I don't believe that that's going to happen. I really don't believe it. So it's not an affirmation. It's more of a hallucination. (laughs) So there is a difference between affirmations and hallucinations. An affirmation that is powerful is one that you believe and that you can attach emotion to, where you can visualize and say those words while also feeling the emotional feeling of. So what I started doing was saying to myself, I am, I am prosperous. I, I am successful. I have all the money I need. But then I would believe it 
I, 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 even sleeping on the seven train, I started saying that to myself, but I would see what it would feel like. I would, I would feel what it would look like, if you will, to, to be okay with money. And at that time, that was probably in a modest way. I mean, I wasn't thinking about driving around in a Rolls Royce. Honestly, for me, being prosperous and being comfortable was having a warm place to sleep that was safe, where I wasn't going to have somebody trying to beat me up on the train and steal my my backpack, which happened, oh, probably once a week. Um, so I got pretty good at jujitsu, even though I never took jujitsu. But I actually had a friend, Kareem, that trained me in martial arts. And and I got to tell you, I, I, I he didn't do belts. It was his own school. And this guy had a black belt. I'm like, gosh, seven in different forms, but I actually got pretty good at it. And so there was a lot of things that I had to really overcome to be able to just survive. So for me, prosperity at that time, what it felt like and what it looked like was having food, having a safe place that was warm to live and not being scared and having enough money that I could buy a cup of coffee or I could buy a cheeseburger from McDonald's and not have to worry about it. I mean, I was at the point where, and this is no lie, I, I would go into McDonald's in 1986, and I would ask for a hot cup of water. That's what I would ask for. Can I please, may I please have a hot cup of water? They always gave that to you for free back in the day, believe it or not. And then I would go over to the condiment section and I would get, and I remember the amount, six packets of ketchup and two packets of salt. And I would squeeze the ketchup and put the salt in and stir it. And that would be my hot tomato soup. And that was often the meal that I would eat for pretty much most of the day. So for me, prosperity, I was realistic and I would say those words and I would picture what it would be like to have like chicken and have vegetables and have like, you know, hot coffee and have a comfortable bed. And I would feel it inside of me. And I remember, um, when at the job that I was working, um, when I got the job to work in the restaurant, when I got the second job, one of the pieces of that job is I got to eat for free. Now, when you're sleeping on the seven train, you don't have a lot. Eating for free is awesome. And I could eat as much as I wanted for free. So 19, 20 years old, man, I would load up on the protein and the carbs so that I could get through the day. And I remember one time sitting down and I always would say grace. And I would sit down in the break room after working the, that first day. And the meal that we that we were served, because we would be served like what the special was or whatever the chef had extra of, happened to be chicken breast with broccoli and mashed potatoes. And I just sat there and I started crying, like legit, just tears came out of my eyes because that was the meal that I pictured. I don't know why, but when I would picture that hot meal, I could smell chicken, I could smell mashed potatoes, I could smell vegetables. That was what I was, I was picturing in my mind. So it was weird how that came to pass. The bedroom that I ended up being able to stay in was so warm. The bed was so comfortable. My roommate that allowed me generously to stay there for just a short period of time, that's what it felt like. That That's what the room was like. And she was very clean. So her apartment always smelled very clean. And, and it was just like, I felt like I had a mom, I had an aunt, I had a big sister like looking out for me. So I'd ask you to first start with what's realistic for you, okay? It may be realistic for you to to picture yourself on a private jet because maybe you're at the point right now where you're doing great and you're flying first class everywhere and the next level of success for you or prosperity or whatever it is is flying on a private jet. But maybe for somebody else, it might be, um, I want a place for my, my son and I that we can live without roommates. So picture what that would feel like. Smell it, see it. Picture what that room would look like. Picture how you would paint it. Smell the paint. See yourself painting it. Be emotional about it and connect to that. So 
great thoughts. All right. So it, it's thinking these affirmations, but making sure that the visualization and the thought have an emotional connection because without that, you're going to fail. I, I'm just telling you, like you could put on your vision board Ferraris and Rolls Royces, but if in the back of your mind, your subconscious, you're like, you know, I, I you know, I've got a 1997 Kia. So this is what I've, that's great to shoot for the stars, but somewhere inside your psyche, you're not going to believe it. So maybe, you know, go from Kia to maybe, you know, whatever you would think is above a Kia. No hate to Kia. Kia is a great car. So whatever, maybe you have a Toyota Corolla, whatever. And, and that next level, you look in an Audi or a Mercedes or a BMW driving by, maybe that's something that's reachable because that's not like necessarily a $200,000 car. Maybe it's a $45,000 or $50,000 car. And that's an upgrade from your $20,000 car, whatever, you know, don't get caught up in the details. Whatever would be something believable, but that would push you a little bit. You know, not, not something super easy. Like don't go, well, I'm going to go from a 1997 Corolla to a 1999. That's going to be my move up. That might not be enough of a stretch for you. So push yourself. Then make sure you guard that very carefully. Guard your thoughts. Pay attention. I, you know, my, my year, this year is a year of awareness. You know, if you listen to any of our other podcasts, you know, that, that John is going for a hundred no's, N-O, like he's going to push himself to put himself in business situations where it's such a stretch that he's more than likely to be told no a hundred times. You know, spoiler alert, he's already gotten a couple of yeses that he didn't expect. Matt was talking about the year of yes, where Matt might, you know, skew towards maybe going, no, we're not going to do that. No, I don't have time for that. Where he's going to go, yes, I will go to that. Yes, I will go to that meal. Yes, I will show up to that party. Mine has been about awareness because I feel like I'm always so go, 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 go all the time that sometimes I'm not in the present. You know, I love this whole thought that when you're in the past, you're often feeling guilty and beating yourself up for regret when you're focused so heavily on the future that you start to achieve anxiety because you're just worried about it. But when you're present, you're able to kind of learn from the wisdom of the past while you're in the present moment and build your future. So I tell you to be, you know, present, present in these moments of thinking, present in these moments of paying attention to your thoughts. So I find myself catching myself saying, am I aware? Thank you, Rhonda Burden. That's who I got this from. And John Gordon. Thank you, John Gordon. This is who I got this from. Am I aware? Am I aware? Am I aware? And I ask myself this, I've lost track 50 times a day. And then I go, no, I'm not being aware. Well, my daughter's talking to me right now. I'm looking at her and I hear her telling me the story about what happened in school today and the song that she learned. But I'm thinking about, well, I've got a call in 27 minutes. Did I look over the Excel spreadsheet? Because I want to know. And I stop myself like I'm not being aware. And I'll say, you know, honey, I'm so sorry. Daddy, I just went off into outer space for a second. Can you tell me one more time? What was the song you were singing? Oh my goodness. That is such a cool song. Sing part of that for me right now. And I stare into her beautiful brown eyes and I listen to her song. And you know what? I feel a sense of joy in my heart. I pay attention to how I'm thinking. And then I pay attention to what I'm saying. So again, greatness, great thoughts, and then great words, and then great action. You know, Tony Robbins, and I'm paraphrasing him, says, the way to achieve success is to take massive action. Wow, the word massive is intimidating. But I think that if you want to get into shape, it's not enough to walk to your mailbox and back. Well, let me walk that back for a second, no pun intended. If you're 800 pounds and you've been bedridden for seven years and you're now starting to lose a little weight, then let me correct myself and let me be, let me be respectful. Maybe that is. Maybe walk to the mailbox and back is massive action. So I apologize. Massive action is whatever it looks like for you. 
Okay. But let's say that you're a relatively fit person and I'm, I'm using weight loss. We can make this weight gain. We can make this gaining muscle. We can make this cardio fitness. We can make this being able to do your first pull up. Okay. But if we're talking about fitness, massive action is not, oh, I got out of bed and I stretched my arms. So that counts. Let's say you're in relatively moderate shape, but you, you know, you want to lose 10 pounds or you want to increase your bench press or, you know, you want to be able to do your first, first pull up. Massive action every day is making sure that you're going to the gym. Massive action every day is that's on your list of things to do. Massive action every day is that you're doing a workout that makes you sweat. That's longer than five minutes. That's maybe 30 minutes. Massive action is whatever it looks like because zero, if you're taking zero action, then massive action might be doing a 15 minute workout. If you've never worked out before, that's probably a safe place to start. So then making sure that your actions are reflective of what you're thinking about and what your goals are. So again, great greatness, great thoughts, great words, great actions, and then grateful. All right. So we, we covered the thoughts. We talked about the words, watch how you speak to yourself and they're kind of tied together. So if you're going to do affirmations and say, I am prosperous, I am wealthy, I'm successful, then make sure that those words are tied to an emotional connection. You got that part? Affirmations are just, you know, hallucinations if they're not tied to emotion. Remember that. That's like the quote of the podcast, right? So now we take massive action. We take great action. So we go, all right, you know, I want to get fit. So on my break today, I'm going to walk around the the office. Or when I get off of work today, instead of going through the drive-thru at Mickey D's, I am going to go to the park and I'm going to put on my, you know, Apple watch that I'm, you know, going to walk and I'm going to do a mile walk, or I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do a circuit of lifting weights. Don't be intimidated by that. Hey man, if you're not in shape, if you're like not in great shape and the gym intimidates you, don't be intimidated by the gym. Okay. Because there's people that are in great shape, believe it or not, the, the people that look amazing that are in the gym. I've talked to a lot of people like that, like professional bodybuilders. They've got a lot of respect for the person that is quote unquote, not in shape, but is there grinding and trying to do it. There's people that will help you. Believe it or not, people are more helpful than you might think. So, you know, ask for that help. But again, so then take great action. And then when you take those actions, they become your habits, walking and working out, eating healthy and, or saving your money, investing your money and, or, um, speaking kind, um, being grateful, being gracious towards people. Those become your habits which then that is who you are. And then if that is who you are, that is your destiny. That is who you become, right? So all of these things then end with grateful. What are you grateful for right now? Stop and think, dead serious. What are you grateful for right now? It could be that you can afford the device that you're listening to this on. It could be that you're breathing without a ventilator. It could be that your wheelchair is new and you're able to get around more. It could be that you've graduated from wheelchair to crutches and you're doing well. It could be that you've got a cane now and you're able to walk a little bit better and your left leg feels better. Could be now you're able to walk without any device. It could be that you're able to walk fast. Could be you're able to jog. Could be you're able to sprint. It could be, it could be whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter where you are, man. It doesn't matter. When I was on sleeping on the seven train, you know, sometimes I was grateful for one of the cars that was heated during the winter because some of the cars weren't heated. Yeah, homeless, Great, grateful for a warm train car to sleep in tonight. 
Yeah, that's what I was grateful for. Or I was grateful for one of my homeless buddies that would sit on the train and start telling me jokes that would make me laugh. I was grateful because it made the night go by quick. I was grateful for the family that owned the, the store on the corner of the gym where I worked that when the husband, it was a husband and wife, they were both from India. They were the sweetest, kindest people I've ever met. When he saw me sleeping on the seven train one day, um, he didn't say a word to me because he didn't want to embarrass me. But when I came in to buy my 50 cent cup of coffee, yes, coffee was 50 cents at the time. He handed me a bag of, of bagels and he said, these are the bagels from yesterday. They're actually only a day old. They're still very fresh. I'm going to give these to you every single day. And man, I got to tell you something, loading up on those bagels, that was a gift. I was grateful for that. You know, now I might be grateful for a, an expensive meal out with friends that back in the day would have been like, like a, a ridiculous amount of money that I would never spend on food. But now that's what I'm grateful for. But at the time I was grateful for a bag of day old bagels. What are you grateful for right now? To be great. Listen to me. Great thoughts, great words, great actions, grateful. Try to plug that into your day to day, however it may look. Understand that like Buddha said, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. You know, there's so many great quotes about this. And I love, you know, if you ever read any Stoic philosophy, Marcus Aurelius, he's probably one of the most quotable people ever. We are what we think. All that we are arises with our thoughts, with our thoughts. We make the world. I love that. How do you make your world? So, I want to thank you for joining us here on Above Board with Canderpath. Achieve your greatness. Great, great, greatest, greater. You got this. Hey, like and maybe share this with other people. We're grateful for you. Thank you. Hope this helped a little bit. Hey, man, you're awesome. <laughs>